Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Love Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the astrologer Bill Atride radio show. I'm Bill Atride, and here we are. It's our first show of 2021, and I thought I would go ahead and continue some of the things we were talking about in 2020. Um, obviously, things just don't end or begin. They keep moving on and, and transforming and changing over time. And so I'd like to look some more at the uh, astrological influences that are shaping our destiny at this time uh, with a specific focus again on Neptune and the USA. Um, and I've already been talking about that, of course, but uh, and you don't need to have listened to those earlier shows to, to do this one. But it would be, be helpful if you went back at some point and listened to it because it sort of um, all can sort of hang together that way better for you. Um, and then I'll, I'm going to talk first about some astrological uh, notes about the year and how it's beginning here and things to watch out for. Uh, and then, of course, later on the show, I'll open it up for you to call in and ask any questions you might have, which may be about the topic, uh, or maybe it's about your chart or someone else's chart. And if you would just give me your first name so I know who I'm talking to, um, <clears throat> and then give me, if you need to, uh, any birth information, which would be a, a date and a place and a time of birth if you have that for me to answer those questions. And if you want to reach me uh, for any reason to, to suggest a topic for a future show or to perhaps uh, get a reading from me, because that's what I do, uh, or any matter whatsoever, if you're looking for some just suggestions about books to read about astrology or spiritual matters or whatever, I'm certainly happy to suggest those. Um, just the best way to reach me is through my email, which is bill at tried at gmail.com. That's B-I-L-L-A-T-T. R-I-D-E at gmail.com, or you can certainly Google my name and look for various social media platforms that I'm present on, and there are all the contact information's there as well. Um, so that's that's something you could do as well if you want to try to reach me in another way. Um, so so what I thought I'd do first is just talk a little bit about what we're, what's coming up this month, let's say, uh, in January 2021. And, and the most important thing to be aware of this coming month is that we're once again running into Mercury retrograde, not running into, we're just having that phenomena. But it's not till the very end of the month, but still it's important to take note of these times. And it's retrograding from January 30th until February 20th. Um, and retrograding the entire time in the sign of Aquarius. And that's interesting because then its next retrograde will be from May 29th to June 22, uh, and that will be in the sign of Gemini. Uh, and then finally, <laughs> in September 27th to October the 18th, the third and final retrograde of the year, will be in the sign of Libra. So we are just like we had the, the great air conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn here at the end of last year. We're having three Mercury retrogrades, all three being in each of the one of the each of the three air signs, uh, which is significant and we'll comment upon those when they're occurring perhaps. But just shows this this influence is sort of very perva pervasive now in that we all need to be holding much more clearly and understanding our thought forms and how they're created and how they're shared and how we listen and, and, and communicate with one another uh, is essentially being brought into higher focus in this year, given these three different retrogrades. Okay. And I, I also want to make mention that I'll be on another show tomorrow. Uh, I do this every year. I'm on several shows for New Year shows and mid-year mid, mid shows and whatever, but I usually begin the year. And I'm, I'm uh, on the show hosted by Suzanne Northrup. It's her show, which again is on Blog Talk Radio here. It's at 6 p.m. tomorrow. Um, and she's a lot of fun, and we have a lot of fun together and talk about the year ahead 
and take calls from 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 listeners and talk about various matters. So if you're interested, you might want to listen in on that at 6 p.m. on Monday uh, on this same broadcasting platform, the Blog Talk Network. Okay. Okay. Well, without all uh, taken care of, so to speak, let's let's turn our attention to. Uh, our, our topic of today. And what I'd like to say at this time is that as we say goodbye to 2020 and look ahead to what may unfold in 2021, I thought it, I would continue to examine the importance of Neptune's influence for the USA and look at how this might be understood with regards to our present condition and historical antecedents. As I noted in my show on December 6, the importance of Neptune generally, and more especially in the USA chart, is quite telling. Neptune, one of the three avatars of the divine triad of spirit, holds the truth of the energy form behind the whole of creation. That energy form is the love of the one in every monad. It is the one in one and all, and it is most purely experienced by us as unconditional love. Now, of course, nothing can be or exist without interrelationship. And for Neptune, that means we can only understand its meanings for us by framing our experience with Uranus and Pluto as well. Looking at this triad, we find that Pluto, as the avatar of divine will, creates and forms the space or container for any being. Neptune, as the avatar of unconditional love, shapes the awareness of any being towards ever greater communality. And Uranus, as the avatar of freer mind, shapes the awareness of any being towards ever greater individuality. So Neptune, as the avatar of unconditional love, holds for us our intuitional nature, our capacity to know and encompass another as ourself. It is the fountain source for our empathy, compassion, and sacrifice for one another, as all of these and other noble traits are founded by our true nature when awakened, which is quite simply that we are made by and for one another in unconditional love. Now, as I've noted before, the placement of Neptune in the chart of the USA is quite prominent. It is at the top of the chart, along with Saturn, located in the ninth house of understanding. Neptune holds the dream of a nation and part of the founding myth of the United States is its sense of being exceptional. We declare in our national seal that we are a new order for the ages. We came to form a new human covenant whereby by holding together disparate peoples from around the world all of whom are seeking to live a freer life, we would be a shining example of freedom, tolerance, and community. The USA would be a new society formed by a belief in one another's self-fulfillment as made possible through one another and by our self-government, wherein we would care for one another and that we would mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor, and so create a space of freedom and justice for one and for all. As I noted in my earlier shows, Neptune, the holder of dreams and myths, of illuminations and delusions, has returned now to the position it held as the United States faced its greatest existential and spiritual crisis formed by the division into two visions or myths of America, whether to be slave or free in the Civil War. The question then, and seemingly now, is, will the spiritual truth that all humans are created equal be made our reality or not? It is quite interesting, and certainly no accident, that in the charts of the Democratic and Republican parties, Neptune is also featured quite prominently. It is also quite interesting, and again, no accident, I would think, that these two charts are so interrelated with one another. 
Though there was an earlier version of the Democratic Party, the generally accepted date of the party is January 8, 1828 in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. That makes it a Capricorn, and for our purposes today, it is noteworthy that it is born with a Sun-Neptune conjunction. The Republican Party was founded on the wreckage of the Whig Party, and its date of incorporation is July 6, 1854, in Jackson, Wisconsin. That makes it a Cancer, and it has its Neptune in Pisces, which is then trining the Sun in Cancer. The two, chart, the two charts have their Sun in opposition to one another, which makes perfect sense given the oppositional nature of the two parties' positions throughout U.S. history. Spiritually, it is by oppositions or opposite qualities and natures that we truly find our way. The way is found by holding each together as part of the answer and then finding the third way, which is the integral path of spirit. Because of this opposition, it is very instructive to examine the series of alignments to their respective suns by Saturn or Uranus and by Neptune and Pluto, as these have often indicated the meaning behind as well as the timing of shifts in those who held power. With regards to the party in control of the presidency, the Republican Party from the Civil War to the Great Depression held the White House, with only Grover Cleveland and Woodrow Wilson being the exceptions. And then from FDR to LBJ, the Democrats held power, except for the two terms of Dwight David Eisenhower. For today, I want to focus upon the role of Neptune with regards to the two parties and their historical shifts. Both parties are strongly influenced by the planet Neptune, which is the planet of dreams, myths, and ideologies. It is the principal shaper of the visions and dreams of a person, group, or nation. Really, along with the planet Uranus, I see Neptune shaping the consciousness of whatever entity one may be examining. But just like an individual, or cultural group, or party, or nation, those dreams and myths are protean in nature as they transform and blend, rise and fall, eventually becoming broken or reformed or reborn over time. Though in its highest form, Neptune, as the planet of unconditional love, will inspire empathy and inclusiveness, wherever fear takes hold, it will then manifest as the shadow side of Neptune, evidenced by separations and exclusive divisions, becoming subject to fantasies, delusions, and conspiratorial manias. There are not a few historians and other social observers who have watched the arc of the Republican Party from its founding as the party of Lincoln and emancipation seemingly devolve in the past 50 years or so into a party whose self-interest seems to be dependent upon various schemes to deny the right to vote to people of color. This process of exclusion instead of inclusion, very much a reflection of a negative fear-based shifting of Neptunian dreams and myths, was not an accident. It was a reaction or fear fed by the extension of civil rights in 1964 and 1965. As a result of this attempt of greater inclusiveness, the control by the Democratic Party shifted to the Republican Party in the former states of the Confederacy, as well as in some western states and rural areas. This redefining of the myth of the Republican Party began in the late 1960s and was accompanied by, astrologically, the waning trine of Neptune to Neptune in its chart. Now, it's interesting that we can note that the same aspect of the waning trine in the Democratic chart happened in the mid-1930s, 
when it shifted to a more activist form of government governance in the attempt to deal with the calamity of the Great Depression and the existential crisis of World War II. That redefining of the party and its electoral makeup led the Democrats to holding power, except for the Eisenhower years, from 1932 to the late 1960s. It is quite interesting that for the Democratic Party, the waning of Neptune to Neptune in the response to the devastation of the Great Depression in the 1930s led to the expansion of government and to the inclusion of more people in the body politic over time. Whereas the Republican Party in the late 1960s, the waning trine led to consistent attempts to roll back the communal space for the right to self-determination in attempts to limit and ultimately hobble federal services and by varied and numerous actions to narrow the electorate and deny rights to legitimate US citizens. For our period, Neptune has returned to its natal position in the Republican Party's chart, the same place it was at the threshold of the Civil War. Like a new moon, the return would imply a release of a new energy form that will slowly but surely make itself evident over the next many years. What this might mean after the last four years remains to be seen, but it is certainly a fundamental question among pundits and historians right now. What is the dream and myth of the Republican Party now? What does it stand for after four years of Donald Trump? The Neptune return in the Democratic chart occurred in 1991, when after the 12 years of Republican rule under Reagan and George H.W. Bush, Democrats determined that they should attempt to expand their electoral base by moving towards a more conservative economic position during the Clinton presidency. Many have argued that this attempt to secure wider support by moving to the center only served to reinforce the economically unsustainable neoliberal policies of the Reagan and Bush years, as it removed the last safeguards and oversight that had been instituted after the Great Depression. The lessons of the 1920s and 1930s had been forgotten by both parties. And this, along with other developments in the nature of the financial markets and broader, broader economy, brought about the second Great Depression under George W. Bush. That mortgage crisis and financial meltdown of 2007 and 2008 led to the Democratic Party nominating Barack Obama, who would become the first black president of the United States. Saddled with the worst economic conditions since the 1930s, he attempted to restore the economic order while also extending one of the most basic protections of a civil or better put, humane society, by addressing the broken health care system of the U.S. in the Affordable Care Act. The last four years have seen the Trump agenda being, for the most part, an attempt to reverse all the gains in equity and fairness during the Obama years. The Republican Party, as embodied by its leader, appears to have no guiding belief or meaning as it is devolved into a cult of personality for a selfish and cruel narcissist. There was no meaning or love guiding policies and actions, no plans for the greater good, just fear-filled demands for attention or revenge. It has led many now to break their sacred oath for all who serve in government, that they will protect and defend the Constitution. The repeated attempts to bring charges of electoral fraud have failed in the courts because there is no credible evidence of fraud, just spurious allegations meant to disenfranchise minority districts. What will the Republican Party become now? The party founded on compassion 
for those suffering under slavery has turned into a party of grievance whose lamentations and woe are rooted in a Neptunian delusion of their inherent right to power and their claim that others are not entitled to vote. In all but one of their challenges regarding the 2020 presidential election brought before the courts, and three of those to the Supreme Court, all have been found to be without evidence and dismissed. The very votes they seek to throw out were overseen and certified by representatives from both parties, and in most of the states, the officers overseeing the elections are from the Republican Party. The planets do not make what happens down here. They provide a context of meaning and the timing for the events in our journey of spirit. What happens, what actions we take, and what reality we make, that is on us. It is by this that we, the makers of our reality, reveal our awareness or lack of understanding. It is upon each of us to act with integrity, honor, and love. If we listen to the winds of the Spirit in our heart, we will be guided and centered in each and every moment by our everlasting faith and love, and not by fear. The message of Spirit now, held by Neptune, is that we must always turn away from fear and hate, and remember that we are here to love one another. 2021 is a year of reckoning. In the charts of the USA, Neptune is once again opposite to its natal or birth position. Just like in 1858, we are being asked to look at ourselves and to look at one another and see in one another our own true self. We formed a covenant, and in that sacred contract, we pledged to create a space for self-fulfillment that is founded upon and circumscribed by our love for one another. That is why we must strive to create the freest conditions possible to realize each member's potential while equally sacrificing more selfish interests for the greater good of the community. We must find the middle way, the path of integration and love for one another. It starts right here. As you listen with your heart, you must reason with your mind. As you hold together your feelings and thoughts through the blessings of your higher intuitional self, it is then that you will be guided to be ever kinder to yourself and to one another too. The law of karma is perfect and just. The answer is always the same. Love one another as you are loved by your higher self. This is the way of the lonely ones. This is the way of the masters of the light. Follow the path of gentleness, compassion, and sacrifice. Follow the way of light and truth and love. Okay, and as always, I need to drink my water because I don't stop and I have to remember to stop and drink my water. <laughs> um, anyways, I just thought we'd start the new year with a little sense of what's before us here as we try to find our way back to uh, a better union amongst our wonderful and diverse and vibrant country once again as we stumble out of this very difficult circumstance we find ourselves in with the pandemic and our divisions uh, between one another when there's so much that really is 
uniting all of us to one another in our pursuit of self-fulfillment, which we rely upon one another for that. Um, there's no th nothing to absolute freedom and, and, and freedom disconnected from mutual understanding and tolerance and support for one another. They ha have and must be held together. Um, and we have to just keep reminding ourselves of that and acting in accordance with that. Okay, so with that all in mind, uh, I see several of you holding on here and, and to want to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Um, so I'm going to take up uh, one of the first callers here and see what we have today. So, hi, you're on with Bill. Um, your area code 808. And who's this? Hello. Good morning, Bill. Good, good morning. <laughs> it's me, Sandra T. Boy. Oh, hi there. <laughs> hi. Nice Nice to hear you. Thank you. Wow, that was powerful. Yeah, um, yeah. I always jot, know, I always jot I down the. Yeah, I always jot down these thoughts of what I'm going to say, and then I just start talking, and it just, I don't know. <laughs> just, it just, Ooh, it just. I'm sweating over here. That was a lot. Yeah, it's and a, yeah. That was great. Like, well, thank you. Um, thank you. I love how you did all that research and put it you know, in a way I could understand it because it's usually just too much for me to to take in or try to understand. And, and so really, um, I turn to you for my political stuff. Oh, well, thank you. you I, it, it's, 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 too much, it's too much for me, too. I mean, that trying to try to distill it down to a few uh, sentences and paragraphs is hard because there's so much more. And yes, you can you've got to pull back and look at the big picture, then begin diving in and adding more and more nuance to it so it's you don't want to oversimplify and yet you don't want to miss certain critical points that are, are critical to understanding what has happened and why um but it's a lot more and i'll keep talking about this i'm sure because it's it's our we have to find our way through this so how how is hawaii yeah. today you're in hawaii right am i correct and <laughs> um it's a beautiful yes I'm in Oahu, um, Waikiki, yeah. a couple blocks from the ocean. Wonderful. And uh, it's a beautiful day here. Um, I've got all the doors and windows open and just enjoying that nice um, island breeze and wow. not trying to rub it all in. but Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Sending out <laughs> you are where you are. That's that's all. all. <laughs> you you are where you are. That's all you can do. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I just wanted to see what you thought of you know because Neptune's in Pisces right now, yeah. and I'm a double Pisces, and I know all the things that you've said about I'm just going within, and this year is going to be different. I'm coming to the end of that one phase, and so I just want to see where I'm at at this point, and any sure. message you might have for me. Sure, sure. So the yeah the the, the 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 phase you're coming to an end of, as you as you mentioned, is that both Jupiter, which that Jupiter and Saturn, Jupiter caught up to Saturn this year, you know, passed it on the inside track in Aquarius right here in December. Uh, Jupiter's about to enter early next month, your first house, and then Saturn will come in trailing that, but come in also by late March. And so you, whenever big planets go over the angles of our chart, we should sit up and pay attention because it means, oh, something has changed here. Um, and there's probably no, you know, this is, you know, once every 12 years, Jupiter is there, and once every 29 years, Saturn is there. So this is only a few times in a life. And so certainly Saturn there says a new volume of your life is about to be started, but it's being accompanied by the fact that Saturn, Jupiter is there giving it a real sort of, you know, openness and expansiveness as opposed to just the weight of duty and responsibility that Saturn can sometimes imply. It lightens the load, you might say. Um, so you're quite fortunate to have the the two of them there holding uh, position in your first house for this year. 
Um, but you're quite right that Neptune mm. um, marching through Pisces here since you know 2010 or so is now moving into that that third section of Pisces, the the last section of Pisces, the last 30 degrees of Pisces, um, and, and, and in here in 2020 and now in 21, and that means it's getting really close to your Sun which is at, of course, 24, almost 25 of Pisces. So it it doesn't get to your sun this year, but it's so close that we astrologers see these influences as sort of building in like a bell curve and rising up and reaching a climax at the exact contact. But well before that exact contact, the person is definitely under the influence of this this particular alignment. And so you are most certainly this year and next year in a very Neptunian time. <laughs> um, now, being Pisces, this is not an unfamiliar energy <laughs> because it is your planet. Um, and, and But it is still, for all of us, a reminder that Neptune ruling dreams and the capacity for greater openness and inclusiveness in our understanding and consciousness the sun is the self. It's all that we think we know who we are and what we're here for. And the message of Neptune coming over our sun is a reminder, you do not yet know. How could you know all that you can and will and shall be? So you must be open now, even more than before, to, to the repotentialization of your life, that there are new discoveries, another awakening, a letting go and a growing that requires humility and openness. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's and it's wonderful at a time like this to sort of be in touch with nature, be in touch with art and beauty, things that are sort of the constants of spiritual truth embodied in nature and in the works of humans that we say, this will always be true and beautiful. As you go through your own shifting and questioning as to that fundamental question really being asked here is, who are you? Um, and of course we know who we are, but actually <laughs> we're, we're always a work in progress and, and new nice. qualities and potentials are revealed over time to us in our life. And you are coming to one of the most profound ones that you would ever have in your life. Okay. Um, so Strange things happen when Neptune's strong. Um, it, by dissolving the boundaries and opening things up, uh, our sensitivities are enhanced. And so we become more sensitive to substances in the air and the water, what we eat, what we put on our bodies and whatever. So that people often find that their sensitivities to various things have been increased and there's nothing wrong. But that does mean you have to be more careful because you're you're yeah. you're you have more permeability now. You're more porous now <laughs> uh, with this with this passage of Neptune over your sun. Okay, um, it it usually very much enhances creativity and the imagination. I know for me when Neptune went over my sun, and I was searching for whatever it might mean and what's going to happen here, but I was also questioning things. It's when I opened up and began to write the blog um, because for so long I had wanted to write write my book and I kept on writing and rewriting <laughs> the first few paragraphs of each chapter in the book and never could finish a chapter. And I finally said, you know, this is not getting anywhere. I just, just start writing without trying to finish a book. And so I just began writing these essays mm -hmm. and it just flowed. And I realized, okay. oh, that's what I'm supposed yeah. to do. Just let it flow. Don't worry about a product like an mm -hmm. end thing like a book just write about what mm -hmm. you know you need to write about today and it's enough and um mm -hmm. and that was wonderful yeah. and, and so i would say the same thing to you it's like just be open to new possibilities okay yeah okay <laughs> thank you so much You're... i love the part that you said um in your you know, when you were speaking at first about love one another like our our true self loves us. Exactly. And our higher self loves us. Sure. And um, I just love that. That really. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's, 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 yeah. Well, the, well the, these are the teachings found in all, you know, 
religions and cultures and and it's whether we say that god is out there or god is in here and where is this love coming from it really is all the same because that's how i look at the universe it's all made by love mm -hmm. and it's made for love mm -hmm. <laughs> and and mm -hmm. and that is why always the teaching has always been love one another um which it includes mm -hmm. of course all humans but it means really all of life uh, in this universe mm -hmm. um, um so it's it gets quite broad if you get there eventually but certainly at least we should start with loving one another as humans for sure <laughs> Okay. Even like our past experiences, once you can become in love with even your past experiences that you thought right. were so bad, and you realize that's helped you get to where you are now, it's like oh, that's, just love it all. That's very true. I mean, that, and that's very true of what you've just come through. That's been this passage these last couple of years with Saturn and this last year, Jupiter going to your 12th house. You've been looking at your life, live for the last 29 years, if not the last all your whole life and seeing all the things that you yeah. did and we love the triumphs we love the great days and the wonderful times of praise and love and good fortune that's wonderful but when we stumbled and fell and fell mm -hmm. into error and caused pain to ourselves, but rose from that that's where we learned something mm -hmm. that's where we grew and so we realized mm -hmm. that was the greatest blessing mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, we learned, yeah. To, we learned to love it all, um, which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Oh, Happy New Year. Happy to New Year to you. I'll speak, I'll speak to you. So oh, thank you so much. <laughs> and I'll talk to you again soon. Okay. 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 Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Um, let's see who we have here. Hi, you're on with Bill, uh, your 203 area code. Hello? Hey, Bill. Hello. Can you hear me? I, I do hear Can you. you. Hear me? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. I, okay. I have earphones in. Okay. Um, yes. I ditto everything she says. It was great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, um, I wanted to ask you so, about... So, who's this? this is, who's called, who, who is this? Um, oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's Pat. Oh, hi, Pat. From Pat Haley from New Haven, Connecticut. Hi. Yeah, hi, yes. Oh, yes, you emailed me uh, a question in advance, which is always fine, and that's great. So thank you for that. Um, but do you, do you have something okay. else you want to say, or is that is that the question you want me to, to talk about? Um, I'm not sure. No, an, another time. I mean, I'm not even sure I asked it correctly, but I think you can get the gist of it. I'm just so, uh, you know, uneducated on the astrology but i think you might understand oh i do i did and, you know, and I, I, i'll, I'll quickly and, i'll quickly address it you were saying that when astrologers say that when something's happening out there like you said mercury turning retrograde let's say in the sign of cancer um so you want to pay attention to that part of your chart how do we know where is that part of our chart well you do have to have some way of having a chart to look at look at your chart and say oh if I can see these symbols around the wheel and I have a hopefully have a symbol guide that instructs me with that. And I could send you a copy of your chart, which you could then see if it's it says, oh, that's the symbol for cancer. So cancer's up there in my chart. So when a planet's moving through that sign, it's moving through that part of my chart, activating whatever that realm would be. In your case, you mostly have cancer in your 10th house of your professional life, your public life, your responsibilities, your path and career. And so Mercury going retrograde there would say, okay, I've got to rethink, you know, what's my responsibility here? Is this really my fulfillment to do this? Think questions like that would be stirred up. Um, uh, and, and things like that. So wherever a plant, and of course, I mean, the moon gets around once a month and the sun gets around once a year, which is us getting around the sun once a year. Uh, and so planets move through these different realms of the chart at different speeds, some taking up residence for many years in one house and some getting through it in a couple of days like the moon. So they're all spinning around and activating different things. Some are more significant, like the big slow moving ones, but even transitory ones like where Mars is and what's happening with Mars and certainly Venus or Mercury um, can give us sort of 
more immediate knowledge of what's happening right now. Um, and which is fine, but I, I, for most people, I like to look at the bigger themes of a year and what's happening in their prog right. progressions and transits and sure. say, these are the things you need to be aware of and then go out there and make your best decisions rather than knowing every little bit of minutia. We might get too focused on the chart and then not living our life. <laughs> um, it's, right. something, it's something right. to avoid. Uh, we've got to do the real work out there, not just look at the chart. But did you have a question for me today um, sure. about your chart? Well, I do, but I just want to say, so I think I get it. So when they say, um, see where, okay, so see where Mercury is in your chart, I automatically assume cancer is in the seventh house, but in fact, my cancer is up in the 10th house. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that's true. And, in and my original chart? In your real chart, and will always be true. And your Mercury is actually in the sign of Leo, and it's in the next house, in your 11th house. But when a person okay. is saying that a planet's in a certain sign and, and whatever, whatever, because houses begin at different degrees of a sign. So you would say, oh, gee, the most right. of the, almost all the sign of Taurus is in my eighth house of so something's in Taurus. I know it's in my eighth house. And same thing for Scorpio in my second house, the opposite okay. house. That's where so you can figure out and sort of print out your chart and put the planets where they are and say, okay, that's where they are right now. And there are programs that do that for you. We could get a visual, uh, which is what astrologers do. Sure. We look at that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Thank you so much. Sure. sure. Um, my question is regard, regarding Mercury retrograde. I didn't even know it was coming. So I heard <laughs> you mention it. I have an issue that happened in December. Mm -hmm. My um, mechanic through his, through his negligence, or his employee's negligence blew my engine. Oh, gee. And I have had to have, a, yeah, take out a loan. Oh, it was a bad month. Had to take out a loan of $4,000 to um, repair the car and now pay it off. And one issue is, I, in a way, I feel like my hands are tied. What, what happens next if I'm still paying off this loan? But that's another question. But I'm gathering photos because the mechanic that fixed the car was kind of stunned that I needed to tune up and that I had a dirty air filter and spark plugs were dirty and so on, so on. So um, I'm bringing photos to him and a lot of things that don't make sense that he told me. And I don't, I want to come to him diplomatically, but I also want to leave him all these things to look at them. And then I'm going to come back and hopefully we can talk. Um, Essentially, he's negligent, but he doesn't have to do anything about it if he doesn't want to. Right. So I'm trying to get this letter together, and it's so hard emotionally because it's such a traumatic thing. It's been taking me a long time. Should I get this to him before Mercury retrograde? But then I thought, well, maybe that doesn't matter because this is taking care of something that already happened. Well, gee, that you know, again, so yeah, in, yeah, in it, the it, middle yeah. of... Yeah, the, the general rule for Mercury retrograde is that we don't want to initiate a, a, a new activity when it's turned retrograde. We would rather begin something, let it go retrograde, finish it afterwards, something like that. But sometimes we have no choice. We have to respond to something. We have to do during a Mercury retrograde. It's the way it is. But you try to avoid Mercury retrograde because it, in, it tends to increase the likelihood of misunderstandings and miscommunications because people are more inwardly focused than outwardly, okay. and therefore we have a greater chance of falling into error. So we have to be more careful. So the general rule would be, yes, okay. you should probably um, get that to the person either before Mercury turns retrograde on the 30th or after it turns direct on February 20th. So right. if you're not ready by the okay. 30th, don't, sure. don't, don't push it, just wait. Um, if you are ready, then go ahead and yeah. do it, yeah. Okay. I'll make sure I'm ready. I was being, I guess, a little too literal. I was thinking, you know, we retrograde, we re this, we that, we hash and everything. So I thought maybe I was going over it, over something that's already been done. But you're right. I've not given him the letter yet. That's a new thing I'm doing. So right. I'm so glad I asked you. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Well, good luck, and Pat. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. Thank you okay. so much. Okay, happy sure. New Year. Okay, talk to you okay. later. Okay, bye-bye.
Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Well, that was good. A little astrology, you know, way the way, way things work. Um, let me call on this next person. Um, 917 area code. Hi, you're on with Bill. Hello. Ooh. Hello. Hi, happy new year. Hi, happy new year to you. Who's this? Hey, <laughs> happy new year. This is Machi, Bill. Happy hi. new year. Hi, Machi. How are you? <laughs> Good. Good. Very happy and what a beautiful, majestic lesson you just gave us. Well, I, it's it's not from me. Well, it's obviously comes through me, but I'm just, you know... We all, people say, you know, we're all inspired. You know, dancers are amazing. And then they come off the stage and they go, what just happened? And the same thing with a performer and on the stage and acting. And all of us are performers and channeling energy forms that hopefully uplift us and inspire us and take us to the next level. And my way of doing that is just through astrology, which I'm very grateful for. But I'm amazed by dancers. I'm amazed by musicians. I mean, they they, they blow me away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what can I do for you? Yeah. What can I do for um, you? I, well, I, I um, I wanted along these lines, hmm. um, how, and given what our mission is to love one another, mm-hmm. um, how do we channel that? love in in this tricky challenging interesting time when perhaps sometimes our impulses are not to be so loving um i mean do you should we come up with a little checklist and a a little song and dance every time we're getting ready to talk to somebody or well yeah yeah. well again the thing is that our our Sometimes our initial contacts with someone are framed by, you know, whatever the way they're saying something, what they're talking about, and we begin to sort of begin putting them into a box of, well, this is who this is. And we don't know this person at all, but we're doing mm-hmm. this to, to make it easy to cope with this mm-hmm. energy. And we need to sort of try to, yes, we're going to do that because part of our lower self is going to do that to know where it stands. It's sort of like trying to get a situation. But we should also equally hold our heart open and say, I don't know what or who this person is and what they've gone through that has brought them to this state that they're in now. But this state is not who they are. It's just a place and time they're in at this moment, given what they may have come through, which may have been wonderful or totally devastating. And so I need to just come in with an open heart because it provides the possibility that we might come to a better understanding of one another realizing that we all both of us were operating with partial views and incomplete understanding of one another and why we do what we do obviously when someone is acting out and hurting others and misbe we we want to you know try to stop that in its tracks and protect others from someone's harming another but in our own personal encounters with others and and coming from different persuasions or points of view we have so much to learn from each other and understand the other and ultimately realize that most of us fundamentally have the same needs for love and comfort and care and security. And some have gotten into their heads that certain things that different groups are doing threaten them in that regard. And it we just can't just go right at them and say, oh, you're wrong, because no, they know what they know, and mm-hmm. that's that's right for them. The only way to sort of advance the understanding is to disarm people in their defenses or their anger or their fear, which is love. Um, love is disarming. <laughs> and so it's it often very surprising, you know, when, when you know, it's just, just that do we just try to avoid the conflict that may be brewing and find a way of deflecting it away and trying to find some common sensibilities like how do we meet this need for one another? How do we meet this need mm-hmm. that your need having met and, and find constructive ways of addressing the need for care or comfort or security, what have you, that shows we we do, we are hearing them and we are listening. We do want to be a solution, not a problem. Let's see what we can do here. Um, and I think this is going to happen 
person to person, region, community to community, region to region as we build back. And it's already happened and happening in America. People have been helping each other through this pandemic like never before and realizing how vital people we didn't know anything about or what they did in our lives being so critical to our lives that we now hold them so dearly for their service and sacrifice. So I think there's been a general awakening among many people about how we need to value one another better and care for one another better. And we've got to build that in individually, but also then socially and collectively. And all we can do in our daily conduct is just in every being we encounter, know there I am and how I how do I wish to be treated is how I need to approach this person and treat them um, first. Then hopefully they'll respond and we can go forward. And if they don't understand, for the most part, when people don't respond to love, it's because they're really in pain. They're really hurting and our and our compassion should even grow greater but maybe we can't reach them and we can just sort of, you know, wait in for another time. Um, I, I, I just see quite that there's, there is people think of there being evil in the world. And I, I see that almost all evil I can think of is just ignorance because the law of karma is perfect. And what you do will come back to you no matter what. So if, if you act out of hate or anger or fear, that's going to be your future and who wants that <laughs> so so we, it's, mm. uh, it's incumbent on each of us to not contribute to the the disorder and the fear and the anger but to keep keep deflecting it and keep keep transmuting energy because it's just energy and if it comes at us in a negative way we face a choice either i return negative for negative and nothing was accomplished or i turn around and take a negative experience and do now a kindness, maybe not to that person because they can't take it, but I'll go out and act kindly to another. And I took a negative energy that could have riled me up and made me go negative myself. And instead I did something loving. That's the job every day on this planet. Take negative and make it positive. That's it. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, sure. And, and as a, as a... Scorpio baby, um, yes. uh, is there any particular um, thing that I, I mean, I, I, you just so beautifully clarified this, transmute with love. Right. That's, so that, that's, anything I mean, it's cer certainly that's, that's what I would say is that is always the answer. It's what the masters and teachers have always said. We don't always understand what they mean by that sometimes because we're just not there yet, but eventually when it becomes sort of our default nature it becomes just this easy way of moving through life because we're not creating any more negative energy waves coming back at us where a life is becoming more gentle and more beautiful over time over time um so yeah that's that's the way now again for you this year i mean you you have neptune going over your venus this last year and it's just finishing up here now in january and now you'll have Neptune going over your moon in, in 2021 uh, and 2020 mm. into 2022. So um, you're going through quite a Neptunian time. And it certainly is the lesson of with Neptune to Venus this last year of unconditional love, that true love is unconditional, which is quite a stretch for most of us and now neptune's coming over your moon which means now this dissolving energy that opens me up in understanding with love is now coming into my emotional nature how i feel my feelings and connect to the feelings of others you're going to be so sensitive machi <laughs> uh in a good way in a good way but, but, it, but it also means you will need you will need time to uh, for yourself to regroup and reset because you're going to be soaking up so much from those around you. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so you have to know, yeah. you, you, yes, we have to move in and be compassionate. We also have to pull back and take care of ourselves is very, very important. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I hear you. I hear you. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. Love Had, you. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Oh, dear. I should have longer shows because we're going to run out of time today. Uh, let's see. Who else can we call upon here? Um, 
I don't think I've called on this person. Who is this? Uh, oh, we got to click on it again. It's got to come on. There we go. Uh, hi, you're on with Bill. Your area code 951. Hello? Hi. Bill, it's yeah. Nathaniel calling. Oh, Nathaniel. <laughs> hi there. How are you? Hi, hi. Good. Oh, I'm doing good. All right. How about you? I am, I am doing well. It, you know, uh, we all have to, uh, we all qualify that in this last year about doing well, um, because uh, we're all fortunate, many of us, but many are so unfortunate, and and there's so much challenge and trouble in the world. But personally, I feel very blessed and very fortunate. Thank you, and as I hope you do too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you see uh, come up for me in my chart? Okay, let's see if you've got any Neptune thing going on here. <laughs> it's also, uh, it's, it's it's a theme today, but I'm not going to force it if it's not there. Let me just look at your uh, chart here and let the numbers roll. I'll let the computer do the work for me. I just have to. I can look at it visually, but to really see some of the the details, you, the, the computer does all that work, so I can just sit back and see what i see and oh, of course here we go you are you are in a neptunian year <laughs> of course um yeah. be, because this year um is it a neptunian year for me? it's a neptunian year in regard to the planet that rules your beliefs your truths um which then flows into our motivations and intentions you have this year neptune going over your jupiter um, which would mean it, it's a year to sort of remind oneself that the journey to truth and living in truth is a, is a journey. It's not like a destination you arrive at and you're done. And therefore, this is a year when I will have to dissolve some of the boundaries of belief that I might have held me, but provided comfort and security in my life because I know this, this is true. And realize there's some new understanding coming with this that may not disturb what I knew before, but just enhance it. Like it just it just putting into a larger context of meaning that before maybe I thought, well, this is a belief and this is a belief, but they're separate because how could you hold them together like science and religion, let's say, when in fact, of course, they're just two different ways of approaching the same thing, reality. And and hopefully they can speak and inform and be held together. So questions of faith, questions of belief, questions of truth are going to be big this year. Now, when this happens in a person's chart, it means sometimes I've got to be careful that I don't get too Neptunian in terms of that selflessness and sacrifice and martyrdom that I don't then make you know, poorer judgments about how to take care of myself in the, in the world. So uh, I want to not get too out there in my my empathy and compassion, but certainly I will be experiencing some new greater understanding in this journey of truth that I find myself in. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. No. It it's, it will especially affect matters pertaining to relationship i would add and that means uh, i may experience a new truth in my relationship to everyone or maybe in a specific person but it means that maybe i don't really see what's going on here maybe i thought i knew what was happening in this relationship i thought i understood the nature of it or who this person was to me and now i'm not so sure which can be scary or it can be wonderful because maybe it can become something more than it was and i'm delighted but i just don't know and so I have to sort of live in this period of time with less certainty, but act, but also the flip side is, but more openness. Okay? Hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay. You. <laughs> You're very welcome, Nathaniel. Be well. Happy, happy New Year. Okay? Great. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Um, and let's see. Here is someone else. Um, hello, you're on with Bill. Who's this? 404 is the area code. Hello? Cindy Bentley. 90 seconds. Cindy? Cindy Bentley, Cindy Bentley you said? 
Yes. Hi, Phil. Hi there. Have yes, you call, have, have you called in before? Oh yes. Oh oh you have okay. <laughs> I called in last year this time. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. I see. Yes. I, I see you. I see you on my list. Good. Because I, I have a whole separate folder just for blog talk radio callers. So I found you. There you are. So how are you yes. doing? How are you doing, yes. Cindy? Yes. Well, I'm 60 seconds. A lot, so the energies are really downloading pretty intense for me right now. And I'm being told that my work is being amped up for 2021 because there's going to be a lot of people confused and needing help with energy with waking up you know yeah no no i agree i mean there's yeah the pandemic was yeah the pandemic is certainly a vehicle for for everyone um it's a every crisis is a spiritual crisis and this was a big one so certainly um a lot of people are trying to understand so, what they've come through and what they're going to be going through. So what's what's happening for you? So, my, two, two things I've got, I still do not have a part. Ten I've got seconds. Somebody, maybe, but it's not, it's going real slow. Everybody says it's going to be going really slow. Um, oh, okay. It's progressing. Okay. And then uh, just a look, generalized look at what's going on with me for this year. And if you need my my date of birth is eight twenty four fifty one. Oh, I've got, I've got it. I'm, I'm looking at your chart. And right. I was born at ten. Yeah. No, I've got it. I can see you. I can okay. see your chart. Sure. So you're wondering about this this relationship, but it's slowly moving. Or is there not a relationship, or there is one, but it's slowly moving? Right. It's okay. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. Okay. It's definitely relationship, but it's very slow. It's very slow. Okay. But uh, I think that's. I'm just wondering if it's going to progress or is there someone else coming in later? Okay. Um, he's a he's a Virgo like me. He's he's eight twenty seven sixty six. Okay. Um, I well again I would you know one of the lessons of your life <laughs> was to slow down relationship. That's okay. Still. What what's that? Yes, still. Yeah, so that so that I know. I, you told me. I think you said that before. Right. So that your enthusiasm yeah. is fine, and you want to keep your enthusiasm, but get to know the person step by step. Get to form a relationship on much more, right. therefore, a solid footing, and that a relationship going more slowly is also more solid in some in the in the case of someone like yourself, and yeah. probably this last year. Saturn was shaping your Venus all year long, going back and forth over Venus, which would have been a time to re-examine what I want and who I want and how I love, but definitely would have done that because it was slowing it down. Saturn doesn't speed things up. It delays or crystallizes and, you know, holds things. And and that that was there (laughs) through the end of December. It's just lifted now. However... However, we, however, we have to get through yeah. January because your ruler of your seventh house of relationship is that planet Mars, and Saturn right now, moving through early Aquarius, is going to be opposite your Mars here this month, which definitely is a time to really exercise patience and forbearance and not push up against and become frustrated or angry, but just say, okay, I'm being held here for a time. It will go away, and literally, yeah. literally after January 20th, you will find things moving forward again. But right now, the experience you'd be having would be feeling like you're driving with the brakes on, and and it's building in. Yeah. So I would say, don't don't put pressure on yourself. Keep waiting. Do things to calm yourself down and deflect the energy. And no, after January 20th, it's like mm-hmm. magic. All of a sudden, oh. There's, I'm not blocked anymore. I can move forward again. Things are happening again. But right now, I can't. Is <laughs> what the message is. Right. So just wait. Just wait. Um, and you will have Jupiter later this year beginning to make its entrance. As it moves into Pisces, it moves into your fifth house. But it's going to dance around at the beginning of Pisces. And so go back and forth. So you're going to have Jupiter in your fifth house and opposite your sun in May. 
coming back in July and then back again one more time at the end of the year, December, January. So there's a lot stirring up in that area of love and romance in your life during the course of this year because of Jupiter being there. So I think things look good in that regard. Okay. Oh. Okay. That. Oh, thank you so much. That gives me much hope. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> it, it was. Yes. It's, yes. Thank you so much. And my work will. I'm right on with the work increasing too. Well, yeah. You being a Virgo. Yeah. You, well, no. Well, no. Vir, Virgos are here to work. That's it. And your Mars is in your tenth house of career, so yes. you're you definitely are enthusiastic and throw yourself into your work. And your your progressed moon right now is marching through your second house of values, resources, your talents and ability. And it's going to uh -huh. be there for another year. And that's a time when we have a rearrangement taking place in how I understand my value and how I create value. And if we're on the right path, it's a time of ever greater manifestation of value in my life. So it's it's good news there. Okay. Wow. Okay. Sounds great, Bill. Okay, Cindy. Sounds like a wonderful year over here. Okay, enjoy. Thank you, Bill. Happy, Happy New Year. Be well. well. Take care. Blessing for you. Okay, thank you. Your year. Bye bye. <laughs> okay. Bye bye. Thank you, Bill. Okay, bye -bye. sure. Bye. Okay. Well, thank you, callers, for calling in, and I'm going to have to shut it down for now because it's past the hour, and I need to rest my voice uh, and uh, and prepare for other things. But I will be back on maybe next week, certainly the week after. I can't say for sure yet, but we'll see how things go. And I wish you all the very best and the happiest of New Year's. And let's all take care of one another and we'll get through this. Okay? Talk to you later. Bye for now. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.